friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. exploring a topic that we can all relate to in some form as moms, and that is the postpartum experience. That can encompass the care or lack thereof, a vast range of emotions, a variety of mental health struggles that so many of us have experienced, and more. So often we feel like we are in this alone, and I'm here to tell you today that that is a lie. Part of our mission as the Kansas City Mom Collective community is to remind moms that they are not alone, but are a part of a larger community in which we all need support. Some of you may have made it to our Growing Families and New Mom event, uh, Bloom, back in September. We had a wonderful speaker there named Sierra speaking on appreciating postpartum life. I'm so excited to say we have her here with us today as we discuss postpartum care and what this looks like for us as moms. We will also have a brief interview with local HCA Midwest specialist in women's care, OBGYN, Dr. Thomas Greaves, about how our partners can support us during this time. All sorts of information coming at you today. So Sierra describes herself as a future wife, which I love, mom of a four-year-old, a daughter, and a sister. She's a certified perinatal doula specializing in childbirth education and doula training with Uzazi Village in Kansas City, Missouri. She's passionate about birth justice and reproductive justice for all, especially for people of color who are often marginalized and taken advantage of. She wants new families to know that they can and should trust themselves, trust their bodies, trust birth, trust their instincts. Before we get started with Sierra, a quick message from our episode sponsor, Price Chopper. Just like there are right-handers and left-handers, night owls, which I identify as, and early birds, there are those who prefer to shop in-store and those who don't. I also identify as a non-in-store shopper. No matter how you like to shop, Price Chopper is here to help. They make it easy to get groceries any way you want, in-store, at your door, or for pickup. Order online today at mypriceshopper.com for pickup or delivery. For freshness, selection, and low prices, Kansas City knows Price Chopper. Thanks so much for being here today. Let's get started. Hi, Sierra. Welcome. Hi. How are you today? I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you here. You're just, I don't know, I just love your energy. So I'm so excited to have you. you part of this very, very important conversation. So starting off, what can moms do to plan ahead or plan in advance when it comes to postpartum care and support? So yeah, that's a great question. They should be planning and starting to plan as early as possible. Realistically, I would say you, your partner, your family, your friends, um, everyone who loves you, you all should be getting together about six weeks prior to the due date Mm -hmm. and making a plan together. 
Um, you can start by maybe having a nesting party. That's a great way to get everyone together <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, to make those arrangements because you'll want to make sure to include your whole support team um, in the planning of your postpartum period. So even if you want to do it during your baby shower, uh, that's a great time as well. But definitely cool. start planning as soon as possible. I think that's so it's such an interesting point because definitely with my first I was so consumed by just the with just the pregnancy that I honestly gave very little thought to the day after she was going to be in the world. You know, I was yes, so focused on the beginning. Yeah, or not the beginning. Sorry, the pregnancy. That. Yes, yes. Um, and I also real quick kind of as we get started here, too, and I asked Sierra this before we started recording. Sierra's a perinatal doula, and I was asking her the difference between perinatal and postpartum doula. And Sierra, would you kind of repeat that? I just think that's really important for people to be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a perinatal doula pretty much encompasses everything. So I would be your doula for your prenatal period, of course, your labor and birth, and then of course, your postpartum period. So that up to three months after baby's born. Uh, that is the difference between sometimes people are just labor and birth doulas or prenatal doulas, yeah. and sometimes people are just postpartum doulas. But I am a full, all-encompassing perinatal doula. I'll be with you throughout your whole process. The whole package. I told yes. Sierra, I was like, oh, every mom, every mom needs that. That's just, I think it's so, so great. So what should a mom's care look like in the immediate in the early and later postpartum life? Yeah, that's um, it's a big question. It is a big question and it's going to depend and it's going to look different during each of those stages. Sure. So in the immediate postpartum, which is, of course, right after baby's born, you've just given birth, you're in this wonderful state. So <laughs> you and baby should be skin to skin, of course, if appropriate. So if baby's sure. healthy and everything's going well, you should, of course, be skin to skin. It's a whole new world. Um, for you and baby that you're entering in this mm -hmm. new mommy period for you and baby's just coming into the world. So you all being close and being next to each other is going to really help you transition um, into that new phase of your life. Yeah. So you should also be handling yourself with a lot of patience and care. I think a lot of times mm -hmm. um, that kind of gets overlooked with the hubbub of what happening. There's a new baby. Everyone's very excited. Um, but definitely taking your time and being patient with yourself, being patient with baby, allowing them the time to get used to, to life, to breathing, mm -hmm. to, to everything. So quiet bonding is really the name of the game in that immediate postpartum. Um, in the early days, so in that early postpartum period, uh, that's when your partner and your doula are going to come in handy the most. They're going to be the ones that are there handling all of the little things. So your focus in those early days is going to just be on yourself and baby. So eating, staying hydrated, <laughs> resting, yeah. feeding baby should be your priorities and everything else can really just be handled by your partner. Um, if you've hired a doula, they can come and help out with some of those household chores, um, some meal prep, things like that. So 
your body's also going to be adjusting back to its pre-pregnancy state and it'll be going through lots of changes, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have all those hormones and all of the, the, your, um, Yours is going to be shrinking back down to its pre-pregnancy state. So your body's going to be looking a little bit different. So Mm -hmm. really just caring for yourself and caring for your body are going to be your main things in that early postpartum period. Uh, Moving minimally and then just remembering to keep baby as close as possible are my tips. Yeah. Okay. And then later, so for your later postpartum, when I say later postpartum, I'm thinking once you've had that visit with your care provider, that's when you can kind of consider yourself in the later postpartum stage. From then on, you're really just going to be doing the same stuff. So eating um, good, healthy meals. When I say healthy meals, I mean hearty soups, lots of whole grains, Mm -hmm. fruits, veggies, those kind of things, staying hydrated. And then you can also kind of begin to work out at this time. So if you want to talk to your care provider about what type of workouts are safe for you, I would suggest to do it then. Um, And then also, this is when you should start asking for help or what I like to refer to as outsourcing help, right? Oh, I love that term. Outsourcing help. Yes. So getting as much um, people outside of your home to help you as possible. If you've already had that postpartum plan where you've got friends or family that can come in and help with some of the things um, that need to be done around the house or maybe shuffling older children to and from places, Mm -hmm. I would suggest to do that. Um, Just whatever people can do to help take take that load off of you is going to help with that positive transition into that new parent life. Yeah. And I think keeping in mind too, that people want to help you, you know, and like, I, I don't know, I don't know how you, you know, were after your daughter, but I don't know. I just, there's just so much guilt. And I still struggle with this with outsourcing, outsourcing help. (laughs) And, but it's like, the reality is like, I want to help my friends that have just had a baby, like genuinely want to help. And so just remembering that other people feel like that about you after you've had a baby. So yes, to not feel bad about it. It's hard, but it is, it's like a learned skill. I mean, some people, some moms are better at it than others. Um, but just know that you don't have to do it all by yourself. No, absolutely not. And you shouldn't do everything by yourself. That's really the main thing you should just try to remember. If you have people that are ready and willing to step in and do all the things you need to be done, then just allowing them to do that. And trust me, I know I speak with moms every day who are mm-hmm. just like, it's so hard, Sierra. I can't, yeah. when when I think about having to ask for help or allowing other people to do things for me, it's kind of difficult because I'm so yeah. used to doing things by myself. Yeah. But at this time, your focus really should be on baby and your healing. Um, so as, as much as you can, and as much as you're kind of struggling with it, just say yes. I tell my moms all the time, Mm -hmm. say yes to all the help. Just do that. And And all the meals, all the meals. Yes. Yes. Say yes to everything. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) To everything. So you say that there are five ways that we can show up for ourselves daily in the postpartum time. Can you tell us a little bit more about those and what they are? Yeah, yeah. So when I say 
that what I want parents or new parents to think about are five ways that they can be there for themselves every day. Okay. So as a new parent, you, we all know that your time and energy, of course, is mostly focused on new baby, right? Yes. However, I do want you all to just remember that you are still important and taking mm-hmm. time to take for, care of yourself is hugely important as well. So these can be simple things. It doesn't have to be something where you're stressing about finding five things to do for yourself, or even if you get three things done for the day, that's an accomplishment. So something small, like taking a shower, mm-hmm. that's a simple way you can show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, where, or you're taking a walk for 10 minutes, or you're doing a meditation, mm-hmm. having lunch with a friend once a week, taking time to write in your journal. Those I feel like are small things that you can do um, or just think they're just examples of small things that you can do to kind of show up for yourself and be there for yourself every day. I love that. And that's, it's almost like a habit, you know, it's like you're looking for those yeah. five things, you know, that you can do every day, even if they're super small. Absolutely. And I was just really remembering great. you can't pour from an empty cup. I think a mm. lot of times that gets lost and we're yeah. so focused on just caring for baby and their needs and meeting all their needs. But you can't really pour or, or focus on baby mm-hmm. if you're not, you know, being all your needs aren't being met as well. Sure. So, yeah. Okay. So you've mentioned, you know, a support team, which, you know, every mom deserves a support team. How can we as moms show love and appreciation to our those people on that team? Yeah, it's not always easy to remember to do that. Like we were talking about, like, focused on baby, focused Uh on, you know, life in general. So it's not always easy to remember, like, hey, people have been taking care of me. People have been showing up for me. Mm -hmm. People have been loving on me. How can I do that for them? Um, So there are simple ways that you can thank those people who've shown up for you, um, whether it's a handmade card, Mm -hmm. a special note that you write for them a small token, a maybe like a $5 gift card to Sonic, you know, things sure. like that. If you're crafty, I've always suggested that moms, you know, if you're a crafty person, make a little homemade craft that you know that they might love mm-hmm. um, and just give that to them as a, as a way to say thank you. I think that I always kind of get lost where people are, you're doing so much or they're doing a lot for you. And then you kind of just forget like, Hey, I haven't been as appreciative as I as I have in the past prior to you know being in this postpartum period so just showing that love for them even if it's minimal I think it's a good thing to do yeah so what is finding your new balance look like in the postpartum (laughs) period there's a loaded question for you yeah that is just a loaded one yeah Mm -hmm. because It's, it's such an interesting process. And I think that finding a balance can be the thing that parents, new parents are kind of the most afraid of. Like, what is this going to look like? How's my life going to, to, to be? Um, I think as humans, we, we kind of fall into that where we like repetition and routine and having a new baby kind of throws a lot of that out of the window. Yeah. So, um, Finding that new balance can look very different for everyone. There's going to be internal and external factors, of course, that can help ease your adjustment or hinder your adjustment. So you, what I would suggest to parents is to find out 
what positive factors you have, such as a great family support system, your having success in your life, Mm -hmm. you have a good mental health state, those Mm -hmm. kind of things. Those can say, hey, those can help you say, hey, I feel like my balance or finding that new balance is going to be easier um, to do and adjusting to that's going to be a lot easier. Yeah. Making that plan, of course, is going to be important. So that's why I talked about in the beginning, making a postpartum plan with your partner and friends and family um, is going to help you get into that new routine. Right. Yes. Because then, you know, this day I have this person coming to help or um, this day I'm going to be by myself. So I know that this is going to be my routine. Yeah. That can help you. Absolutely. And then just remembering babies don't come with a handbook and neither does parenting. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. But it is a learned skill, right? Yep. So you can educate yourself um, on anything to do with baby or parenting. There's tons of ways you can find out asking questions of your parent, your parent friends, mm-hmm. asking your mom and dad. Um, there's tons of ways to, to get help, um, that can help you find and figure out what that new balance is going to look like for you. Definitely. Definitely. Those are all such great tips. So you also, you recommend bragging about your baby, which I just, I thought was just great. So what is like, tell us about that. (laughs) Why is that? Yes. It's a new parent's right. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was quick, quick side note. I was, um, so our my co-host Sarah is out on you know Sarah obviously she yes. um is out on maternity leave with her brand new baby girl and I we went to we were at the just between friends consignment sale shopping and I asked her I was like can I take you know can I take your baby you know push her around is that weird and she's like oh god no like take her please you know please. so I'm pushing her around and like every person that walked by if they didn't comment on her I was like do you have a pulse? Like, why? What's like, going on? Do you, do you, <laughs> you not, did you not see, see this, this baby? Beautiful baby? This is not even my child. And I'm like, and I told Sarah, I was like, there were people that walked by that like didn't say anything about her. I was like, oh my what is wrong Don't with this? So, anyways, so anyways <laughs> I feel like that sometimes about kids that are not even my own. So, yes, back yes. to bragging about your baby. Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Yes. Healthy baby. So, girl. and and I think it's great to do. So, like I said, it's your right. I mean, mm-hmm. all of us think our babies are the best. And then, like you said, <laughs> we even think some babies that are not even our babies are like the uh-huh. best, yes. the best things since sliced bread. So I think it's it, it kind of helps to keep things in perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you're in that postpartum, new baby life, new parent life, it may not be all, you know, roses and, mm-hmm. and peaches and, you know, it can be challenging sometimes. Yeah. But bragging about your baby, um, showing your baby off, mm-hmm. it's it's a way that you can, you know, show the world like, hey, I'm happy about this. And it, mm-hmm. and it makes you internally feel like. I feel great. I have a wonderful baby. My baby can roll over. Mm-hmm. My baby has the cutest smile. I love my baby's <laughs> eyes. They are just, they just, you just melt in them. You know, it just yeah. reminds us this period, this period where they're infants is very short. Yeah. And that postpartum period is very short. And, and I think it helps us to treasure that a little bit more when you brag about that baby. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like it's, um, like for people, remember when like gratitude journals were huge? Yes. Like the thing, the thing. <laughs> yes, 
I did not choose to show gratitude in that way, but you know, but I feel like it's similar because if you're in that practice, you're looking for those things, you know? Um, right. And I definitely, you know, I've had both experiences. I've had a absolute breeze of a newborn and I've had the complete opposite and it's, it definitely helps. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause when you're in those moments of, stress and you know not really feeling your best yeah having that where you can like maybe look at a picture or just think like my I just love my baby they they crawl the cutest way my baby had the cutest little scoot when he crawled mm-hmm. he just had a one-legged scoot and I loved it it was just one of those things I would go to in my dark moments and be like that's just one of my favorite things I love about him so yeah so yeah I, I feel like that really helps yeah, no, that's that's really good. Okay, let's see. Man. So we've talked about finding a new normal. You also talked about trying to find you were sorry, I'm like I am totally stumbling over my words. You were talking about when you've added a new baby to the family kind of finding that new normal, like in your family, like, what do you, what do you, what's different that you enjoy? Because it sometimes can be a rocky transition. Um, Especially, you know, zero to one can be hard. One to two can be hard, but noticing those things in your family that have been like a positive change. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I always tell my new parents is to When you're getting into that new routine, that new lifestyle, like you said, you could be adding a baby, you could be a first time parent, um, that can be a huge shift. Mm -hmm. So I just want everyone to like rest assured, you'll get it figured out. Your new normal will look perfect when it gets there. So don't stress about it. Give it time. There's beauty in all of that. So um what I what I would suggest reg- in regards to the new normal is first and foremost, be patient with your family. Um, this is going to be a transition not just for you, but for them, especially yeah. if you've got older children and you're bringing a new baby um, into their home, into their world, into their life. So um, just be patient with mm-hmm. everyone. But in time, you guys will find that new normal and you'll find beauty in the in the wonderful new things that are happening in your life, whether that be um, an older child wanting to take on more of the responsibility in the house. Maybe they want to mm-hmm. start to help you with laundry or maybe they want to be the one to take the trash out. You yeah. know, those things. You'll find that beauty in that new normal. So just be patient and let it let it naturally happen. Yeah, that's again I mentioned my second was was very challenging and one of the best things about that time was honestly just like the sim- sibling relationship and it yes. still is. I mean, no, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that it is. Yes. <laughs> we are hot and cold over at the coffee house. But yes. um no puns intended, but um yeah, I mean just through that time that was so hard with him, just the brother sister relationship was like the sweetest thing. Of all yes. time, especially before Absolutely. you know he could talk, it was great. <laughs> so, yes, and yeah, it's looking wonderful for those to things. see that. Yeah. Yes, and and just to treasure that, like 
this is my new normal now. I have these two kids. They love each other. They're mm-hmm. bonding well. That's a that's a wonderful thing. So yeah, um, yeah just just trying to to figure that out where where your your new family lifestyle fits, where you fit into that new family lifestyle. Um, being patient with yourself, being patient with your family, um, yeah. it'll all happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's, here's a loaded question for you. Another one. Um, speaking of being patient with yourself. (laughs) So showing our bodies love after a baby can be very, very hard. So what (laughs) advice do you have for us here? And I am, um, almost five years postpartum. (laughs) I can tell you it's still, it's hard. So whether, you know, somebody's 15 years postpartum or five days, what advice do you have for us on showing our bodies the love that it deserves? Megan, embrace it. Mm. Embrace it. I'm getting there. I've made a lot of progress, (laughs) but I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just hard. I I feel you. I feel you. And what I would say um, is when I say embrace it, it's not easy to do. You, as, no. When I say embrace it, I can't just turn around it because I'm struggling with that too. I'm sure. four years postpartum yep. and yep. it's a struggle daily where I'm like, oh, this mm. roll here and mm-hmm. oh, if I could just have, not have that stretch mark here. Yeah. I totally get that. Yep. But embrace your body it's your body and it's life-giving i think that we as women sometimes forget that your body has given birth you've given life um it is amazing wonderful gift so loving on that body and and making it feel special i feel like is is so important it's not easy but it's important Yes. What I would suggest, there's a few things I suggest to kind of get you in the mind frame of of loving on your body. So take as many pictures and videos of your body as you can. I don't care. That's a new one. Yes. I don't care whether you have clothes on or you're (laughs) naked, um, but take as many pictures of your body as you can and maybe have your partner take pictures of that beautiful life-given body that they love. I think that that can show you like, hey, I'm not the only one that loves this life-given postpartum body. Mm -hmm. Somebody else loves and appreciates this body too. So take as many pictures and videos of your body as possible. Um, Also, if you're not really um, a bath person, like you can do showers, but take nice soothing baths. If you can, where you're in there for like an hour and you've got Mm -hmm. all your bath bombs and body scrubs and candles going, take a nice soothing long bath, rub something uh, some lotion or some cream on your body that you love, that smells great, that puts you in a in a wonderful state. Do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that can help you. And then my last tip, Megan, is to say positive things about your body in the mirror. Yeah. So look at yourself. I mean, I, I would personally do this where naked. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. me, but yeah, you sure. don't have to. Sure. Um, just I love I love me. I'm sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I love these curves I have, you know, mm-hmm. just be very kind to your body. Do it multiple times a day if you need to, but be fi- be kind to your body. Say loving and glowing things about your body. I feel like that can help you to embrace it. I love, I love, gosh, those ideas are so good. You kind of touched on this a little bit, but something that definitely I heard at some point over the past eight years of being a mom 
that resonated with me was focusing on um, not so much how things look, but the function of my body, like the fact that it gave birth to two kids. Like that's amazing, you know, and being grateful to my body for what it is able to do physically um, and not be as focused on like aesthetics. Um, And that does help. And then another thing I've also started to do, which maybe I'll share in show notes, um, a couple of my favorite accounts, I've started following only body positivity. Well, no, I follow all sorts of stuff, but a few different body positivity accounts on Instagram. So that those messages just come up just as often as seeing, you know, my friend's kids or their dog or whatever. It's just kind of part of like my feed. And then if I, I am following that. an account, yeah, if I follow an account that's making me feel, for whatever reason, as to no, um, no wrongdoing on the part of the person who's posting or whatever account it is, if I'm feeling bad about myself from following a certain account, um, which doesn't happen with, with friend, my friends, but, you know, if it's some, I don't know, celebrity, I don't know. Yeah. I will yeah. unfollow it because I'm like, you know what? That's just not – it's not helping me. Um, it's nothing against the person or the – whatever. But I'm like, I just want my social media intake to be is when it comes to my body image to be something that is going to build me up and not tear me down. So I love that's that. Another I think those thing are that helps. Yes. Yes. Me. I think those are actually great tips, Megan. Actually, yeah. I love that. Um, and, and yes, the social media thing is a huge, is huge, huge thing. So I always, yeah, I tell moms, if you can stay away from the, the, the celebrity moms that have oh, just geez. given birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't because they're going to present a whole different lifestyle than, yep. than what you're going to be living. So yes. I don't want you to get focused on how they're looking or mm-hmm. what they're doing. Um, and, and yeah, that can, that can be stressful. So yeah, kind of filtering some of the things you're, you're seeing or, or mm-hmm. hearing about bodies is, is huge. So yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So last question for you. Can you talk to us about community support for postpartum and beyond? And anything you say, we will link in show notes so nobody feel like they need to scramble for a piece of paper. (laughs) We'll link to all these things. Yeah. So community. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, Okay. So community support for postpartum and beyond. Yeah. So having an idea of what kind of community support you need is super important. So community support is going to look different for everybody. Right. So some people are just going to need like support group or a mommy and me group or um, maybe they just need a few mom friends Mm -hmm. um, or social media groups. Other people are going to need family support, family need support. So like diapers, baby clothes, food, nursing bras, formula, those kind of things. Uh, how, how can you get access to lactation support if you're breastfeeding? Mm-hmm. What kind of lactation support are you going to be looking for? Of course, because lactation support can be costly. It's not cheap. Sure. Um but there are places, of course, um, that you can go for free and reduced cost uh, lactation support, such as WIC or, of mm-hmm. course, uh, here with Uzazi Village. Yeah. I think that the most important thing is kind of trying to figure out what kind of sub- community support you're going to need first. Once you mm-hmm. figure that out, then you can go from there. And then also remembering that no parent can do this alone. We all have to find our own community, right? Mm-hmm. It's not something that parenting is not a one 
one way street. It's mm-hmm. not um, something that I, I would suggest to do on your own. I would definitely suggest to find community and find support. It can be daunting though, if you're like me, because I'm like super introverted. I'm not, you know, an extroverted person. Yeah. So like going out to like, okay, where do I go to find people? (laughs) Where do I go to find support? It's, it's kind of difficult. Yeah. Um, but I always suggest kind of starting in your neighborhood. So, um, or your, or your local library, um, those kind of places can, also, your pediatrician's office mm-hmm. can definitely help you find support groups. Um, if you're looking for more like community support where you're needing family support, mm-hmm. my first stop, of course, is going to be through us at Azazi Village. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about kind of what we do and, and how we support the community. So we're based in Kansas City. We are support for black and brown birthing persons um, throughout their whole journey. So we're supporting you throughout prenatal, labor and birth, and your postpartum period. We can help with support for, like I said, diaper, clothes, food, nursing bras, things like that. But then also um, we have mental health support. So we have support groups for that. We have lactation support. All of that stuff is so important finding out where you can go to get that kind of support isn't really um, something that I found as a doula to be easy for parents to find. Sure. So I do have some resources that I'm going to link for you guys um, to figure out where you can go to start finding support other, other um, parents that are like minded play mm-hmm. groups, things like that. That's what I mean by community support, finding your people, finding your village. Yeah. It's gosh, it's just so, 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 so important. And I think too, I'm very extroverted, so I don't understand the introversion life, but for my introvert friends or extrovert friends, I think it's important to remember that just because you go to a group or you go to a meeting or whatever, you don't ever have to go back. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen, you know? Exactly. So just try try things and it does not commit you um, to be a member for life of whatever it is. I think that, yes, that is something that's very good because that's something that I've learned throughout my parenting journey Mm -hmm. has been to just get out and try. There's a lot of places and things that offer free trials. If you're not one who wants to make a full commitment, um, I did that with a gym, a gymboree class. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. So I, I think that that's so important because raising, raising kids is not, it takes a village, everyone. Mm-hmm. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. So getting out, trying new things and you never know, you can meet people in there that you're like, I totally click with this person. I, we are like totally on the same page. And yeah. then here's another thing, even if not, Another thing I've been suggesting to my moms is to start your own. If you don't see something (laughs) in your area, your neighborhood, in your life that reflects what you want, start your own group. Because I guarantee you there are going to be other people who feel the same way. That are probably looking for the same thing that you have not been able to find yourself. Exactly. I think that's, that's so great. So, so, so great. Oh, my gosh. We could talk about this all day long. What a great conversation. Sierra, thank you so much. And thank you just for all you do for the moms of Kansas City and their families and babies and everybody. Oh, well, 
you know what? I'm so grateful to have been here and had this platform to talk yeah. about postpartum. I think it's so important and to talk about how doulas can um, really affect people's lives. I think that a lot of since doula is actually not a, a a term that a lot of people know what that is. I, I feel like I have to tell people every day what a doula <laughs> is. So I feel. I, I'm very grateful to have this platform to talk about um, how a doula can support families and the and the type of um, work that we're doing in the world to push forth um, positive birth experiences in America. So yeah. I'm very grateful. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you. And we will um, we will be linking to Sierra and all her information so you can get in touch with her and shoot her an email or ask questions um, and of course to use Aussie Village as well so thanks so much again Sierra thank you guys thanks so much Megan you have a great one you too so the first few weeks after giving birth can be a blur of bliss and exhaustion for both mom and her partner Today, we're talking about how partners can show up in the postpartum period with Dr. Thomas Greaves, a board-certified OBGYN with specialists in women's care, a part of HCA Midwest Health. Dr. Thomas Greaves is with us to discuss five ways that you can support your postpartum partner. So Dr. Greaves, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Dr. Greaves, how can a partner support a mother's mental health during the postpartum period? Great question. With all of the physical changes and sleep deprivation that come with having a newborn, your partner's mental health can take a nosedive easily. Mm -hmm. So ask them how they're feeling regularly. And um, postpartum mental illnesses are very common. Do not just show up as postpartum depression or anxiety. If your partner's feeling off, be sure to have her reach out to her healthcare provider. Early support for new mom is key. I want to note also that postpartum blues in the first two weeks after delivery is very normal. It's very normal to feel emotional and even sad in this time due to the drastic hormonal shifts that occur after delivering. If symptoms are severe or persist longer than two weeks, um, your partner may be developing postpartum depression, so don't hesitate to call her provider. Um, and if a history of depression or anxiety, sorry, if she has a history of depression or anxiety or other mental illnesses, have a lower threshold to contact your OBGYN and or mental health professional. Yeah, that's so great. Um, what are some practical things a partner can do to be helpful during this time? I think a lot of times partners are like, what do I, you know, what do I do? <laughs> what are some yeah, practical yeah. things? Essentially, um, helping out with anything and everything is probably the best place to start. If your partner is breastfeeding, ask them if they need anything whenever they're nursing. Um, check if they need any water, food, their phone, anything that they might enjoy during that time when they're just sitting um, yeah. kind of without uh, capability of doing much else. Um, <laughs> if they aren't breastfeeding or are feeding with a bottle, help share the load and take some of those feeds off their hands. Um, you can also change diapers. Um, if you don't know how, now is the time to learn. Um, this is a huge help while your partner is getting situated for another feeding um, and needs one less thing to worry about. The little things really do add up. Um, yeah. And when you aren't helping your partner directly with these things, don't forget about other health household tasks, such as laundry, dishes, cooking, cleaning, um, all that stuff. It all, it all really adds up. That's awesome. Talk to us about rest. How can our partners support us in that way? Yeah, um, it is a huge, it is not a small undertaking, a huge physical toll to have a whole human come out of your body. <laughs> um, it is essential <laughs> that new moms get rest, um, not even just in the immediate delivery postpartum period in the hospital, but after you get home. Um, short naps um, are essential sometimes to help with yeah. the physical and emotional health, especially if you're not getting much sleep at night. 
these breaks are great for um, these breaks for her are great opportunities for you to get some time to bond with your new baby too. Yeah. Yeah. What can a partner do to help a new mom support boundaries? This is one of the most difficult things for new parents, I think. Um, You will have a lot of family and friends who want to meet your new addition, and sometimes you just have to say no. Your partner may feel overwhelmed or conflicted with these requests, especially when they come from your closest family and friends. Be sure to remain on a united front when it comes to the needs of your whole family and communicate with your partner about what boundaries each of you need. You may have to step up and be the the gatekeeper and have Mm -hmm. some difficult conversations, whether that's limiting company, having them come at a different time, not kissing the baby on the face or requesting Mm -hmm. they be vaccinated for the flu or COVID. Mm -hmm. You are the parents. You're entitled to say no. Just remember to stay calm and communicate, hey, this is what we have the capacity for right now, or this is what we're really comfortable with at this time. These interactions are healthy and they're normal, even if they are uncomfortable. Yeah, that's such great advice. I think that can be so difficult. Uh, Can you talk to us a little bit about asking for help and what that can look like? Yeah. On the flip side of boundaries, um, don't be afraid to ask family or friends for help, whether it's meals, cleaning, laundry, um, some other um, thing around the house or in the yard, or just giving you guys 30 minutes to yourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. Your support system wants to help you and be there for you. So even if you don't absolutely need it per se, your support system will be very happy to help even just take minor inconveniences off of your plate. Yeah. And if somebody offers to bring you a meal, you say yes every time. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It's always yes. (laughs) But that is, yeah, that could be a hard thing, I think, for especially for new moms to kind of overcome. But yeah, like you said, people want to help. And so I think that's, I think that's so important. And it's just, it's so easy to be like, oh, we're okay. We don't need this. Um, We're good. We're we're good. I think we're fine. Um, Just Mm -hmm. let people help you. They want to. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Graves, for your time today. Yeah. And listeners, you can find an OBGYN or midwife at hcamidwest.com backslash delivers. Thanks again. Thanks so much again to Sierra for such a wonderful and informative an encouraging interview. Um, I hope that that brought encouragement to you or someone you know. Um, this would be a great episode to share with a friend who's expecting or um, has just had a new baby. So, and it's also just good reminders for us as moms um, with older kids too. So, before we close today, I wanted to share uh, my favorite thing in Kansas City right now, as well as another quick word from our episode sponsor, Price Chopper. Price Chopper Rewards gives you more ways to save and more ways to spend your savings. The savings add up whether you spend a little or a whole lot. Want to save on fuel at Quick Trip? Do it. Want to save on food? You can. Want to save on fuel on your way home from saving on food? Go for it. Check the Price Chopper app to see all of the offers. Then choose to spend them at at checkout or at the pump. And now my favorite thing. So every fall, we've kind of gotten in this habit in our family of doing family pictures. Um, I, Chris and I are not always in them. We definitely always do the kids. And I just wanted to take a minute to brag on our photographer. I found her online. Her name is Abigail. I found her online when Peyton was, I don't know, two maybe. I think I was expecting Gage. And found her. And you guys, she's like... I don't know. Like we, I've told her, I was like, we will use you until we are 
old and gray. She's just wonderful. So we do a mini session with her, which is 30 minutes, um, once, sometimes twice a year. And she is just so gifted. Um, her photography business is called See My Side Photography. So if you go to seemyside.com, um, you can see her gorgeous work and maybe my kids sprinkled in there. Um, yeah, so it's 30 minute session and she's so good with the kids. The pictures are so natural. Um, totally Chris and I, our personal style, we just love, love her pictures. And then you get back, um, you get to pick your images and then she edits the ones that you actually want, which I just love. And then you get, you know, the full rights and everything to print. So we've printed one on a canvas in our family room. We use them for our Christmas cards every year. So as soon as I get those back, I immediately order Christmas cards, which always feels really premature. Um, and then I'm always really glad that I did it. So anyways, highly recommend Abigail with See My Side Photography. Um, she's just a wonderful person and such a talented photographer in Kansas City. So anyways, I hope you guys are enjoying fall and um, the cooler weather. And we will catch you here next time on the next episode of the Kansas City MomCast. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review, as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.